What's up, gals? My name's Iman. And I'm Sabria. And thanks for tuning in to another episode of The One, The Only, Black Girl Brunch. Black Girl Brunch. Did you do something to the sound? It sounds crisp. Er, it sounds even possible. Real clear. Yeah, you did. This the, this microphone sounds clearer than the voice in my head. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That is. You always you've all done like yourself the voice okay. in my head definitely has a staticky. It'd be breaking up sometimes. <laughs> you outdone. <laughs> the voice in my head sound like you talking on a landline phone. <laughs> and this shit, I but wow. Well, I can't well, even think of anything else because this is so clear. It's so clear. Thanks, Snookums. Yes, you really, wow, you snapped. You did that. You do not play with this sound shit. King I'll tell snapped. you that. You trying to be humble, but you know you fucked this up. You really did it. You <laughs> fucked it up. You trying to be humble over there. You like, fucked it up. Uh, uh, he just uh, looking like, true. No, you did it. Um. Also, I know I'm annoying. I'm pulling a Sabria. Can we have some water? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, I, well, I have water in my... Sabrina be like, I can't hear myself at 40 minutes in the show. <laughs> Fight off. I do be like that. I do. This mic is kind of high. <laughs> Thank you. Where oh, the middle's where? Oh, okay. Where's the middle? Uh, how are you? How's your week? Next, next question. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Next question. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's so fucking funny. No, seriously. I'm honestly going to keep on saying that until I'm out of this weird-ass <laughs> situation, mood, headspace I'm in. So every week is going to be, next question. <laughs> See ya. Damn, it's not even dope. It's bad. It's dope. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. We are in some serious shit. But yeah. you know what's crazy? My week has been dope Um, because, like, this is such a weird thing to hurt in my left, like... I don't know if you have two bladders or one, but if you have two or kidneys, right? I feel like my left. You have two kidneys. Yeah, <laughs> so you got two bladders. Like how you know, <laughs> how you know which bladder you got to use to go to bathroom? <laughs> Both the bladders be like hit it, but um no, oh, I have one kid, one kidney that's hurting. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's the kidney. I just feel like it is. It probably just feel like it is. I think it's the kidney, but I always feel like anytime I have if pain, it was it's the, the organ. If it was the kidney, I feel like you'd be like. You would look yellow for some reason. I feel like it's not um, there's that's like a level to where you get. I'm not trying to say I have like kidney dysfunction. Uh, just, yeah, I think I have a kidney stone. I'm be honest with you. That's exactly what I think you I have. Know. Um, I think it's the beginning because I okay. think it's getting worse and worse. This is weird, but if you do, that's what I've been trying to do. If you do have a kidney stone in the past, may I please have them? No. Okay. You cannot. I feel like they belong in the ocean. Why? So, so deep. So, if you have a kidney stone, pass it. So a fish can choke on it? I want to leave my footprints in the sand <laughs> of time. No. Give what me the a... fuck you going to do with them? That's the real question. Make a necklace out of them. <laughs> you be like, you know, friendship bracelets. We got a kidney. We got a kidney stone necklace. Yeah. They, people make like gallbladder jewelry. Um, oh. No, gallstone I would literally want to vomit every time I saw you <laughs> if you did if you had that on. Because I, I would like wear kidney, it around you. I know it sounds crazy, but I feel like your kidney and your coochie are very similar. So I feel like you would have a coochie stone <laughs> on your neck. That is so I not feel like the same. same. Okay. I feel like a kidney and a coochie is so... So a coochie stone and a kidney stone are the same thing. And I wouldn't want... I wouldn't Ooh, want excuse me. Did you just... Damn. You know you passed Gal Hart when you elevated yourself off the chair. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you was about to blast off. <laughs> you said, we're going to take it to the moon. Take it to the <laughs> It really was. All right. My week was great. Um, I went to a conference 
an all-black education conference. Mm-hmm. And I'm such a nerd. I was so happy to be there. I'm like, yo, I'd rather be here than, than home. I mean, don't club. be wrong. I definitely was tired. It's funny because I went to the club the night before the conference, and I'm like, yeah, no, the conference was more fun than the club. <laughs> I'm just not an outside person, which sucks because I've been really trying to be intentional about <laughs> going. What are you laughing for? Because you don't like to go outside. No. And like every time I go outside, I just go out with the people I already know to places where I can't meet other people. And I'm like, this is so nonproductive. Like, it's so. Every fucking time you go to that place that I fucking hate, I'm like, oh, can you come up with something else? I don't know where else to go. Um, Go to uh, Johnny Brenda's. <laughs> Too many whites. I know. I'm just going to put They'd that out like, there. And also, I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> Oh, and also it makes me think of that. Um, it also makes me think of that one person you introduced me to. That <laughs> you right, you right. Please, please. So, without going any further, because you know I will reveal <laughs> someone's whole identity by accident. Um, I just feel like that's everybody there got bangs and glasses, and I don't got time for it. Bangs, glasses, and cat tattoos on their like upper arm. Me. And I just go in there and I just start flipping out. Everybody like, go, why she just start knocking all these glasses down? I'm like, cause y'all fucking trigger me. Just being who you are. This is not I the know. space for me. I tried to go in there and I was like, Ugh. no. Did I go in there? I think no. I think I sat down in there and I got a drink. Well, I bought. This is when I was being boss daddy. Ha! <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. I bought a. This is when I used to drink. I bought a drink for me and this. Uh, me and this boy. Okay. Yeah. And then I was like, "Yo, boss, daddy vibes." So, I hear about a place called Kung Fu Necktie being cool. A place called uh, the Dolphin. So. Dun, I said Dung Do Necktie. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Fu <laughs> Necktie. Kung Fu Necktie. It smelled like shit when we was in there. <laughs> Don't remember that, but. I don't feel like it's the vibe. I just want to... I guess like it's just a smaller Johnny Brenda. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> like, yo, it's the same vibe. It's smaller or larger. That's in it. In conclusion, say ass in a house. Say ass in a house. Like, I'm like, you know what? If I'm... All the connections and friends that I've made within the last two years, with an exception of one person, have absolutely been on Twitter. <laughs> all the friends that I've made. Yeah. Which have been Black Girl Brunch listeners. Have been savvy. Met savvy on Instagram. Yeah. Like... Uh, met Jamise on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Met like I really be make that's where I be making my friends because I I'm I don't fuck I need to bet I need to bet you from afar to know if I I feel real unprotected like when I talk to people like the other day I got this guy number and he was telling me how he just finished getting out of jail and I'm like listen oh, yeah, it's nothing wrong with just getting out of jail like m- my dad spent a lot of time in jail and that don't mean make you a bad person but depending on your stage in life and it like how your mentality is. I could have captured that if it was like a bumble or something, mm-hmm. I would have been able to capture that by like <laughs> if we were for each other without even hearing about the jail thing. We wouldn't have even had to talk. Yeah. I'd have saw your grammar, I'd have saw <laughs> your, your, your message, your pictures, your bio, and I'd have been like, you know what? No, this is not the person. So I feel like I don't know, like I I like to vet people. Mm-hmm. Long story short, let's, you know, get into the actual show. So Faye for this week, we kind of want to talk about uh <laughs> Four times we scared someone and it was funny, or four times someone scared us and it was funny. Like, it's going to be a mix and match. Okay, well then, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So okay. you first. So, okay, this is one of the funniest ones. So when I was a kid, and Jarrell remembers this because he was trick-or-treating with us. Again, me talking to Jarrell like he's in the room. He's not. <laughs> um, he should be. Yeah, it's my cousin. 
Um, cousin Jero, cousin Kiki, cousin Jero, cousin friends, Kiki, cousin friends Jero. of the show. But um, so anyway, when we was kids, um, we would trick or treat in the suburbs because they gave a lot of candy. So I was dressed as Raggedy Ann this year, and I think Jero was like a doctor, and my mom made him wear an afro. Don't ask me why she made him wear a wig. My mom made my mom made Jero wear a wig. What do have being a doctor? <laughs> she, she just wanted the extra touch. She, that was like on some emerald shit where she's just like, bam! Like, all right, now this is real funny. And y'all know my mom, it would just be even funny because, like, that makes no sense. But to her, it mean, and the wig was abnormally large. He was a kid. It was a really big afro. Like, it was huge. And my mom, <laughs> he went with it. Anyway, what are you gonna do when your aunt tell you to put on a wig? And also, that's part of the dressing up. You got anything to make this costume more outrageous? Like yeah. bring it on. And then I think uh, James was a ninja, like something normal. <laughs> but he wasn't doing nothing extra. My my mom knew she could do anything she wanted with Jarrell. Yes. So, so anyway, fine. so all right, this year, no, I'm sorry, he wasn't a, a doctor that year. That was the year I was Dorothy. I forgot what he was this year. He mm-hmm. was something. He, I think he probably had a wig on, too. <laughs> I was like, he had a wig on regardless. So, anyway. So, it's this porch. And we see, like, um, it's something. Um, it's like, uh, it looks like a mannequin, like, on a step, like, just laying down. My mom, like, go up. Get the candy. Get the... First of all, since I've been a kid, my mom likes seeing me get scared. My mom, too. So... I didn't want to go up because I see this mannequin, like, laying on the porch. And I'm like, no, mom. Like, I'm scared. My mom like, do you want the candy? Yes or no? <laughs> of course my fat ass wanted the candy. <laughs> so I go I go up on the porch to get the candy. I come back down. Why the fuck this quote-unquote mannequin grabs my leg? I jumped, I jumped over the fence. And I had on bloomers because I was raggedy in. <laughs> I, like, did a roll, like, fucking Mission Impossible. Like, I, like, hopped over the gate. Mm-hmm. And my mom was laughing so hard because I hopped over the gate. And then a man that was in the house, he came out and was laughing. It was like, it's a, it's fake, it's fake, like, it's a joke, blah, blah, blah. Because like, I was about to run in the street, but I didn't let go of my candy. I know, that's right. Okay. Let me see. Another one. So, all right, I'm going to mix it up. So, everybody know that I worked at a haunted house. Um, this year, sadly, I can't work there. Because um, I got a big, well, I, I got a, you know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> leadership, because leadership. Because leadership. So, um, <laughs> Eric, delete that. But, um, so, anyway, um, I work, I've been working at a haunted house for the past three years. So, I forgot what year it was. It was like, it wasn't last year. It was, like, either last year or the year before because I remember I was on the radio. So um, it was, like, this big wall. Um, and before the—and um, I'm standing in front of the wall. I'm, like, a zombie nurse. And, like, I would, like, bang on the wall sometimes to, like, mm-hmm. fuck with customers, like, and I'm scared at first. So um, this time I'm, like, I bang. I did the thing, like, like, bang on the wall. And then I came from behind the wall and, like, I stuck my hand out um, before guests, like, came to um, my line. And I, like, made a noise and I, like, rattled the gate. This grown-ass man, <laughs> like, swung, like, tried to, like, close line. Be like, whew. And, like, I ducked down 
because I saw him like swing around and I ducked down before he could like clock me. Yeah. And like I was laughing because he was, <laughs> it was so natural. Like he really was like, he yeah. was about to hit, hit him with the left, hit him with the right. He's about to that knock, fucking crazy. knock me the fuck up. The fact that I jumped down in time. Yeah, because you know how wide he had to swing for well, you to see honestly, that shit coming? If you, if you never been hit, you don't haunt. That's how, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. And, Y'all, my my friends at home that listen, I'm saying my friends, fucking Peter, Ryan, Peter and Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Just say it. Yes. Anyway, any everybody know if you don't get hit, you're not haunting right. Yeah. Um, and I've been I've been hit. I've had people put their hands in my pocket. Um, I've had kids have meltdowns um in front of me. That means you're doing your job. I had to hug them. Um, and you know make them laugh. But um, oh, you better than me. I like yeah, you. Well, learn. cause they not they the parents don't get a refund if the kid if they gotta walk the kid out. So I was like, oh my gosh, like you know, cause at the time I was like, I'm a teacher, like I'm a teacher, I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can shake my hand. Um, and the kids was like, <laughs> um, they said, ah, they was crying, but they was like, <laughs> you know, kids weird as <laughs> shit. So, okay, so another thing, so that's two. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a kid, I used to be. It's weird that I love scary stuff and stuff because, like, I was, like, kind of, like, a scary kid. Me too. But it's also because my mom, like, she was extra creepy. Same. And so it just, like, freaked me out even more because my mom was, like, like, my mom would, like, have me up watching fucking Chucky knowing I was, I had a bunch of dolls. See, my and mom she would say, like, go away, then, and I still would watch it, and I would No, my mom would have me watch it, and I had a bunch of dolls. I had Amazing Alley, which was a talking <laughs> doll, and then my mom would have me sleep in my room by myself. So I was scared as shit, like, oh, my gosh, my dolls, they might snap. So I used to, like, sleep with all my dolls because huh? I was scared they was going to snap on me. But anyway, I would keep them bitches away from me. But that's not the um story. So I was a scary kid. So one time, all my friends was watching Jeepers Creepers. They was like, this is... Like, we was watching on DVD. Everybody, you guys see this movie. It's crazy as shit. This monster is a fucking freak. So everybody watching it, the whole fucking movie, I don't know, movie, hour and a half or whatever, my bitch ass had my hands over my eyes the whole movie. And when my friends would laugh, I would, like, try to peek and be like, what y'all laughing at? They're like, no, you can't be involved. (laughs) That's how they was. They was like, they was like, man, you gonna watch it or no? Because, like, when he started, it was a part where he, like, was licking on his bull head. And, like, it was, I sound so that I just sound so Philly just now. Yeah. I didn't even realize, whoa. He's licking on bull head. <laughs> <laughs> the meat jump. <laughs> Lick, no, I really caught that. Who the fuck are you? You said, he's licking on bull head. <laughs> I don't know why. Because I was just, it was taking me back to that moment. Yeah. Because, like, Cause that's dirty as shit. Because that's what they were saying. That's like, yo, he licking bull head. Like, they was like, um, and this was back in the day. So they was like, yo, he gay. And, like, <laughs> He's a monster. Like, he's a, yeah, I was like, who gives a fuck? He's eating people. Yeah. Regardless like, of gender. Oh, he licked the girl head. <laughs> they like, like y'all ah, that's get. better. But anyway, the point, I was scared shitless, and I was watching <laughs> the movie through my fucking fingers. Um, That's three. Four. This is when it all fucking started. My mom, <laughs> Halloween is f- freak, she is. When I was a kid, this is when we was getting my Dorothy costume, I remember. At Party City, I used to be so scared to go on Party City because in so the front of Party City is it's kind of like that now, but in the front of Party City when we was kids, it used to be like all like the fun stuff, whatever. But like the real scary shit was in the back. 
So my I'm, I knew this because I'm like, I'm not no fucking dummy. Like, I know the scary shit in the back. So um, I was scared, and my mom wanted me to try on my Dorothy costume because my mom is obsessed with costume fittings. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, I don't want to go to the fitting room. I'm like, I'm like freaking out. I'm telling my mom I don't want to try on a costume. My mom like, you have to try on this costume because my mom wanted me to be Dorothy so fucking bad. So my mom puts my, her hands over my eyes to take me back to the dressing room in Party City. And somehow I like peek through her eyes <laughs> and I see this fucking Dracula <laughs> in the ceiling. And I lose my shit. And my mom just dragged me to the fitting room. Like, damn. I'm having a scared they be moving fast. I was shit. so, I just was looking and I just, and now, like, I'm thinking about it. That shit probably looks so, it probably was looked like fucking Count Dracula, goofy as shit. But, like, you I know, look, that's definitely a real vampire. He's definitely here to take me. Because it was just like on the ceiling and I just was like freaking the fuck out. And my mom, like, damn. And like, also, you be, she, it's like she betrays your trust because she's promised it wouldn't be scary. And you be knowing like when our moms down they be trying they be lying like shit trying to pretend like they trying to like I remember one time when I was a kid I used to have to put towel over my face when I washed my hair because I didn't want no water in my eyes it was yeah. I would think I was going to drown mm-hmm. and my mom one time <laughs> they, this ain't even a real story like she laid me down and put it over my eyes so she would wash all this and she wasn't paying attention and all this water got my face <laughs> she's like oh stop it I'm like you said you promised that you wouldn't do it and you did and now you're upset with me? Yeah, that's how my, and my mom got me to funeral. She's like, just put on a costume. I'm like, I, I'm a kid. <laughs> my mom's like, come on now. I said, do you understand that this is like the ocean to me when this water get in my face? I mean, you promised it wouldn't run in my eyes. She was looking like, girl, get your ass up. <laughs> it also didn't make it no better when you like a foot taller than the average child <laughs> acting like a big ass baby, you strong as shit when you fight. She's like, it used to be hell trying to get you to calm down. You was big as hell. I'm like, I know. Yeah, but, I feel like you used to be freaking And out I was strongest. My dad was like, you were a very strong little girl. Okay, so that was four for you. Mm-hmm. My first one um, is uh, my mom used to work at like this like like corporation. It was She was like one of the only black women there. And she was like doing really well for herself. So they had like a company party. And it was like this pig race, which, you know. Oh, what? my God. I remember this story. <laughs> it was a pig race. And that's inhumane. But they they did this thing where, like, pigs were behind gates, right? And then they <laughs> lifted the gates up, and the pigs start running out wild as shit. And something clicked in my mind where it was like, these pigs are coming after me. <laughs> and I just, I'm not scared of, like, a lot of animals, like llamas and stuff like that when I was a kid. And pigs just scared the fuck out of me. I'm like, well, I don't know what they're going to do if they get... I started flipping out, screaming. And my mom was like, imagine being the only black person there. You got this, <laughs> this little girl screaming. And my mom said, I had these, like, white shoes on, like Oxfords. And she said, I kicked the shit out of her. She said, if you don't stop with them big-ass shoes on. <laughs> she said, I was so embarrassed. But I remember my grandma and them having to calm me down. And I was, like, shaking, like, pigs. Y'all, why would y'all let those pigs come after me like that? Um, next, uh, this is actually, I scared somebody and I was so annoyed, <laughs> but my mom made me laugh about it like a week ago. So I'm like, all right, I'll share it. So I hate when I, I'm in back of somebody and I'm trying to intentionally be loud. So I do not scare them. Mm-hmm. And it was this woman 
in Whole Foods uh, bathroom. Wait, when was this? This was like, it had to be <laughs> like two months ago. Okay. So I was in Whole Foods and it was this lady who was fucking walking slow. Every time I tried to get around her one way, she would go that way. Every time I tried to get around her another way, I go she'd go that way. I'm directly behind her. All of a sudden, she turned around and see me and goes, oh! <laughs> I got so fucking mad. Like, I didn't do shit. I just was behind her, and she looked like I scared the shit out of her, and I got so mad. Like, bitch, who the fuck you think you are to be the only person in Whole Foods' bathroom? <laughs> like, why are you shocked that there's another person here? One. Two, I was loud as hell. Like, this, Tad Bunny would have had a field day with you hoes. Like, seriously. <laughs> you really couldn't hear me? And three, like, I feel like being tall... I'm really light on my feet. Like, people say this about me all yeah. the time. But I'm like, you. I feel creepy by default because I'm tall and you short. And you should have been watching what you was doing. Like, it, it's not like I was like, excuse me, ma'am. She literally turned around. <laughs> she was like going into a stall. And you know when you go in a stall, you turn around and shut the door. She saw me. She's like, oh, my God. I just was looking at her like you. Anyway, um, the third one. That's what my mom told me not to watch this show. The Twilight <laughs> Zone. She told me. Or was it the peanut gallery? What was it? The gallery something gallery? The night gallery? Oh, the night. I, I think it was about. the night gallery. That's the shit my mom used to yeah. make me watch. So <laughs> my mom would never change the content on the family's TV. She know we wanted to be down there, but she like, listen, go ahead somewhere else because I'm not trying to hear you running through the hallway screaming all night. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm okay. I won't be scared because my cousins would be watching it. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this. So it was one episode where this lady killed her husband and he kept showing up in random places. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it'd be, you know, it's the 70s, so it's terrible. So she was like in the bed getting ready. It was like, dun, dun, dun. It looked out the window and he was there, but they made him real pale with like his eyes dark and shit. And she would be like, ah! and like then so he'll be at the bottom of the steps, like looking at it and be like, da, 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 and it like zooms to his face. And I was like, ah ha ha, when I realized I'm getting scared as shit. You know, it's a tree outside my own bedroom door, my bedroom window. And I started thinking about that scene. He was standing straight as shit looking at her window. And I heard like the wind blowing, and I'm like, I'm. Scared shitless to go look out this window because I know who's gonna be out there. That man in that fucking turtleneck. So I was like, I heard something like I felt like I heard something brush against my window. I think I ran back and forth through that hallway a total of six times. <laughs> and my mom called out Donna to my aunt Donna to hear um me crying. Like not crying, but I was like, Mom, I swear he out there. I swear, I think he's out there. I really do. And she was like, Donna was like sick laughing so hard because like she said she was saying mom I think just come and look please I swear he's out there I swear Emma, I, you was such a dramatic kid I was like this man is going to kill me <laughs> why would he kill you <laughs> why would he be there he's nothing it's for no good it's not like he's going to come there to talk about that. his feelings I want to see that now <laughs> I just it know was it's so funny. I know it's funny it was as so shit funny because she killed him and he was out the window like doom and I'm like oh god Finally, um, this is the funniest time I ever scared somebody. <laughs> Hands fucking down. My favorite scare ever. One time, I was downstairs getting some snacks. Right? Oh, yeah. I think so I know I this was, one. <laughs> so I was, we keep snacks. I don't know if it's a black people thing. We keep the snacks on top of the refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like on top Which of the refrigerator. Which is hell for me. Yeah. Because I'm sure it fit. I was, on <laughs> I was on top of the refrigerator getting some snacks. But as I reached over, my stepdad was on the other side. <laughs> He's on the other side of the refrigerator getting 
refrigerator come in like walking. So he, I, t- I saw like my eyes was looking at him, but he didn't see me. And so I started smiling because I realized <laughs> I, I mean, somebody reaching for chips smiling, right? And then you happen to look up. And he was like, whoa. He smiled. <laughs> he my fucking stepdad swung on me and he, that shit would have connected and he would have broke my fucking jaw cause he but the thing is I was how, how you get scared cause somebody's smiling at you <laughs> I felt real creepy cause you he probably, all he probably saw was teeth doesn't <laughs> happen also you think you downstairs alone and when you look up you see somebody look like a fucking chesty cat smiling at you he was scared like shit and so when he swung on me he was saying I'm sorry and I'm such a sicko I was laughing like hysterically like on the floor and he's like oh man I'm getting out of here like, you know. he got mad cause I was laughing he like just walked away and left me down there laughing and I remember calling my mom on the phone laughing so hard and she started laughing cause she's crazy too the idea of me scaring her husband was so funny it's also funny cause we really didn't get along so the fact that I don't even like you like that and I just scared the shit out you that's hilarious yeah, I remember, I think you called me after that, and you, like, couldn't get yourself together. Because like, I was, I was when you can't talk, or you laugh, or you don't stop, you keep on trying. <laughs> you know, the funniest part is, if y'all ever see my face, like, and how it look when I be smiling real hard, <laughs> I know I look creepy. <laughs> like, I really like the cat from Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, when your mom's, uh, scared me oh my god so yeah <laughs> newsflash if anyone comes to my house me we do this thing where we like our house is old so it's like all these different ways all these different staircases and stuff we send people down different staircases and i try to pretend like i'm giving them a tour of the house <laughs> but my mom is hiding behind the door <laughs> and i remember when we first scared you you was like oh my god like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> Oh, my little brother Lenny scared the shit out of me today. Um, when I can't, <laughs> we just do this in my house. Like we hide behind doors and stuff. It's so funny. The other day, my little cousin was in the back of the car. I didn't know Brielle. I started talking and she was like, "Hello." I was like, "Whoa!" Like, why would you do that? Love it. All right, let's get into this toast for assist. Okay, so this week we want to toast to Law Roach for winning like the best stylist of the year award. But let me just see. Uh, by um. In style awards, so yes, he was highlighted. Um, as, yes, and like Law always has the day of looking flawless, amazing. Like, uh, like he really brings the fairy tale to life. Celine Dion looking flawless. Beautiful. It's just, um, it's just amazing. Oh, he does Celine Dion. Yeah, whenever you see Celine showing, looking like up, Monica. <laughs> Mary J. Blige when she had those like thigh high boots on and we uh, love to reptile. See it. Like, he, he always does a, a fantastic, in my opinion, like, monochromatic look. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really And, really like, into whimsical looks. Whimsical looks. But Zendaya and him are such a beautiful, like, common. Team. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're a great team. And um, uh, he he uh, addressed her as his muse. So it's nice to know mm-hmm. that him and Zendaya are like that. Oh, but he did. was saying, I'm not supposed to be here as stylist of the year. Where I'm from, no one makes it to these rooms. And I stand here for two reasons. 
One, that someone told me I was special. And two, that somebody gave me an opportunity. And I think opportunity is so special, important to share. And also just kind of like, yo, if you know somebody in your life that being something like a stylist, it's like there's no path to being a stylist outside of just do what you can and grind and grind and take every opportunity and grind and grind. Because I know so so many people in my life who would make phenomenal stylists. Yes. So many. And yeah. I think about that, like, as we move throughout, like, our career and our life, I'm like, you don't have to be rich to have somebody style you. Mm-hmm. Like, you can definitely just have them do it and give them their little coin, you know? Give them the money. I don't right. know where I was going with it. You killed it, though. Um, let's get into tea time. So I love that all the outlets are calling Lori Harvey, Steve Harvey's uh, stepdaughter. I'm like, you know what's funny? I know them so separately. I know that she technically, she is his stepdaughter. Yeah. But I don't know Lori Harvey as, like, Steve Harvey's stepdaughter. <laughs> yeah. I know Lori Harvey as, as the infamous, a, as the baddie. She the is. The infamous hot girl. I really feel like she is, like, a, like a fake character. Like, she don't really exist. It's, like, the legend of Lori yeah, Harvey. Yeah, like, they just writing shit about her. But um, Lori, our girl, was actually um in a hit and run over the weekend. Um, she's nuts. Uh. Apparently, somebody said that she was texting and driving and ended up flipping her car. Police confirmed to the outlet that they don't believe she was intoxicated at the time, but that she did indeed roll her vehicle at some point. And somebody helped her. And this is the part that's alleged, that somebody helped her and then she ran away. I think that's so fucking funny to literally hit and run by foot. She's 22. It's not funny to actually um, hurt people, like, and nobody was hurt. Yeah. But to to run like sis, you're not getting that far. Wait, is that is that her stepdad? Yeah, Steve Harvey, and she's so. Oh name. yeah, the Steve. Okay, stepdad. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, but she's it's, very it's, young, twenty two yeah, years she's old. Twenty two. I'm like, uh, it's unfortunate that she did that and she ran because it's just never a reason to run. Regardless, like if you hit somebody, it, don't run. If you hurt somebody, don't run. But if you don't hurt or hit anybody, what the fuck is the reason to run? I'm just looking at her face. I can't picture her running. But she probably was scared as shit. She probably was just like, yo, I'm, I'm out of here. But no, she, <laughs> she definitely did the hit and run. Um, And now she has uh two charges filed against her. Damn. A misdemeanor hit and run citation. Damn. Yeah, but citation and misdemeanor don't sound too crazy. You know, I think she's <laughs> all right. Especially because not like she getting a regular job like the Mr. rest of us. Misdemeanor. She can't go to Canada, though, for five years. Yo, Drake gonna be livid. I know. He was like, you know, I got this shorty. She can't come see me. <laughs> She's like, out in Toronto, she had to meet me in New York. It's like, damn, stop writing. Stop writing that you know Lori Harvey. Says. Um, uh, Issa Rae uh, has created her own record label, and it's called, wait for it, Ray Dio. Get it? Issa Rae. <laughs> and it's spelled R-A-E. <laughs> D-I-O. Yes, queen. And I love this because, honestly, some of the music I've discovered and I love... Was from Insecure. And Aqua Black Girl. Mm-hmm. I never forget. She has such great taste. Uh, thinking, thinking About You by Frank Ocean, I discovered that through her YouTube show. I discovered Rico Nasty, obviously through you. You talked about Rico Nasty, but I heard it from the Insecure soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That Bryson Tiller song, um, it, I... I discovered so much new music from Issa. She has a fantastic air. She's not about, like, respectability. She's about talent. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I love that, like, her, and I always forget his name, Donald Glover. 
Right. Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. I, like, I know, shy as shit. They doing so much. Like, you know what I mean? They are doing what I always dreamed of, which is dipping and dabbing in, like, entertainment mm-hmm. with music, film, shows, writing, TV shows. Like, it's just amazing to watch them be so busy and not have to stay in one lane with their creativity. Same with Rihanna. Like, just switching all these lanes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Some people are just geniuses like that and are really great at everything. Ugh, their minds. Oh, I was saying our minds, too, because I feel like that's how we're going to be. I, like, make... Like, every time I make a playlist on Spotify, it's actually a soundtrack to me. Yeah. And, like, I want to write songs so bad. And I also want to write, like, TV. I want to write movies. I want to write books. I want to write... I want a TV show. I, I want to write a book. I, I definitely want to write a book once I figure out what I want to write a book about. Yeah. Like, I feel like right now, nothing in my life puts me in a position to write an entire book. Yeah. But I think it once, uh, like, again, with me in circles, when things do come full circle, I feel it, and I know when it's time to do something mm-hmm. and make the move. Like, oh, my God, after I have a child, like, writing a parenting book. Or after we make it, like, writing an autobiography. But mm-hmm. right now, it's, a, it's like, I feel like I'm only on chapter two. Yeah. Of the, that book. So I would sit tight and wait for it. Mm-hmm. But no, shout out to Issa Rae for just being fucking decent. Like, Ray Dio. Ugh, I love that. And she signed her first artist already, too. Aww. And Radio is partnership with Atlantic Records. Atlantic Records chairman and, and COO. Julie Greenwald Damn, also said in a statement, Easter Wright is next level future thinking creative forces, a future thinking creative force who's been breaking down cultural barriers and conquering one field after another. She made music a central character in artistic evolution, and now she's bought all that amazing passion, inspiration, and taste. Goddamn. Iconic. A real one. Um, so Kylie Jenner is actually trying to copyright. Rise and shine. <laughs> How? How you do that shit? Like, Chris Jenner can never have fun. So if you know, um, we have all been laughing at not with uh Kylie Jenner for her awkward singing towards her baby. Like she was like, you know, now I gotta wake Stormy up and she clicks the light on from the other side of the room. Stormy is already clearly fucking up and functional. <laughs> And she's just like holds her stomach and belts out, rise and shine. That's so weird. And it was awkward because it's like, yo, what the fuck was she thinking? But it also was like, and for me, I got it because I do dumb shit like that too. <laughs> so it was like funny to see somebody who is just like a weird person to me in general. <laughs> I think Kylie Jenner is strange. Me too. Because I'm like, what's, she's somebody that I'm like, what's going in her head? Like when I look at her, I feel like, like, that's in her head. And when she said, I'm just, like, growing and stuff and things. <laughs> she did not lie, though. When she things. said, it's about realizing stuff. <laughs> it's about realizing stuff and things. That shit, I be thinking about it, I'm like, true. <laughs> but, like, when when you, this this what happens when you force people who were just meant to take pictures to talk. And I'm like, <laughs> why don't y'all just let this girl, like, honestly, she get in her bag, she got her makeup line and stuff like that. There's no hating, but why do we keep asking her to talk? Leave her alone. We know that's not a strong point. Exactly. We know. And it's, it may not even be because she's a dummy, but some people find it really hard to talk organically on camera. Yeah, like and me. I don't think you are like that. I think Somet- Only because when we was recording the podcast, it's different because it's the mic here, but I feel like I would be like, on camera, I probably would be like, rise and shine. <laughs> also, but I also think it's different because like we together... 
But I'm like, yo, if I'm on TV screen since the time I'm like 11 years old, I feel like I would be a professional. They be on some space style shit. But regardless, everybody was having fun. She was joking, and she's a ha ha hero hoodies, sixty dollars <laughs> a pop. I'm like, god damn. But yeah, you know what? Have free fun. Here's the reason why. She, I mean, we can because I won't be buying this shit. But <laughs> some like they can't always profit off their fun. And I'm like, damn. Like, what would make you do? And I'm like, you know what? Let me stop criticizing because this is the reason why I'm broke now. Because I don't think about like capitalizing off of every single thing that could be possibly capitalized off of. Like, that's just not tactful to me. And if that's not enough, then she's trying to trademark Rise and Shine. And <laughs> niggas been saying that since the fucking, like, top of the morning to you. Rise and Shine. Somebody was saying the caveman's been saying Rise and Shine. I'm right. I feel like Rise and Shine is definitely not even American. Like, I'm willing to say that some indigenous group, like, created rise and shine. she gotta chill because also like that joke will be over yeah but she wanted um apparently i was reading that the reason the reason why she want to copyright it is because then that would give her an ability to um to use it for apparel and cosmetics like you can't just use rise and shine without copyrighting use like, it cause for example think of all those eyeshadow color names not just her line but every line where they be like snazzy it girl, like, do you have to copyright the name of the makeup uh, shade before you do it? I'm like, maybe that's why she needs to do it. But I'm just not for people taking things that we say normally and then be trying to get us sued for using it. Like, what? Like, when LeBron tried to copyright Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Nigga, everybody got Taco Tuesday. Yeah, that shit at fucking it, in the lunchroom. It's just in every menu you go to, every place. Rich rest- people... I feel like when you, get a certain, they come up with everything. when you get a certain amount of money, I feel like your brain just get dumb as shit. Or I feel like, now, what 50 Cent was saying, like, get the strap. <laughs> that shit needed to be copyrighted. Yeah. Nobody was saying, like, yo, you can go back. I mean, studs was saying it before. They, was, they were saying it conversationally. That was an actual directive when they said it, like, get the strap. Because now it's time to get, get fucking busy. But, like, with him, like, get the strap with the emoji face. That was, like, oh so God. fucking funny. Or even when Future so said, I'm good, love, and joy. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, those words were so unique. I'm good, love, and joy. Or she belonged to the streets. <laughs> those things can get trademarked. We don't be saying it. Yeah. Rise and shine is, them belong to a culture. <laughs> it's it's dumb. That's like when, um... Gene Simmons, the uh, lead singer, Kiss. You know he got um, he trademarked OJ, like what how people call it, like orange juice OJ. Like he trademarked it. That's so annoying. It's like, so annoying. It's so irritating. Now, if we like say Ryan wanted to trademark your gag has been gooped, <laughs> he could. You, it's no, pa- it's no paper trail behind it. <laughs> True. It's no paper trail behind it. And we definitely need to start thinking about what we're going to trademark because we be saying some shit that people like it stick. But because we're so, we just don't. Be <laughs> he was attention. licking bull head. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, um, something. What was I watching? I cannot believe that jumped out. <laughs> yeah, but you know, when you be talking to people that's not from Philly, you sound. I feel like you start to sound more Philly. Like why at this conference this weekend? How we were talking, but you know, I was really getting annoyed at. Oh, every time John come up, I be like, 
It's so annoying. The first people to jump in the conversations are people from the fuck Upper Darby. Yes. People who are not from in Philly, and they never say it correctly. And yeah. they be like, yeah, like the John. Like, put the John in the John. Or the John. I'm like, how many fucking times are you going to say that and no one laugh for you to really get it? Like, you don't feel the cringing in the room. So somebody was like, give give example of John. And everybody was just like, you know, it's like a John. Like, it's everything. It's a John. It's a John. I was like, that joint was popping. And everybody was like, okay, I get it now. I'm like, just say it. Like, that's so annoying. I Joins are people or places or things. Exactly. And also, um, my friends in California was making fun of the way I say water. Yes. Now, I was laughing because somebody was retweeted you and said, you bored it? B-O-R-T? Oh, yeah. I say bored. But, yeah, because Ryan always say that to me because I even spell it that. But it's two different things. But, like, I feel like it's also, like, the way I talk. Yeah. It's the way I, I say it. Yeah, it's, it's really it. hard. Like, I bored I bored it. Like, I can't say I bored it. So, I like, bored it. what I always remember in writing is bring and brought both have a R, but buy and bought don't neither have an R. Oh yeah, true. That's like my my grammar. I still can't even say like just this to me like bored and bored like <laughs> <laughs> it's the same shit. You bored and you brought. Yeah, brought and bought. But now I be speaking clear as shit. Now that like I be uh, trying to watch my grammar and my writing, I like I bought it the other day. But could you bring me the thing that you brought me? Like it's just fucking crazy. Anyway, um, fuck was we talk about? Rise and shine don't need to be copyrighted. <laughs> it don't. It's just like, yo, I really can't fuck with this. Every time they do something funny, and I'm like, all right, that was funny. Like, you know what I mean? It's a bullshit to come afterwards. I know. Also, were you reading that, like, uh, Kanye saying Kim dressed too sexy now? Oh, yeah. It's like, like she been, fucking nerve, she man. been dressed in like that. And you raided her closet to get her like this. And it's just like... How the fuck can you really think that your wife is simply for your consumption only? And now you're going to... She belongs to the street. <laughs> she really do belong to the street. And she don't got a problem with it. No, and she's happy with it. And she's she's not going to change how she dresses for your ass. And that's on period love. I think now he's self-conscious about his body. And yeah, he because he look like shrinky dinky dough. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Breakups and break-ins. Uh, Summer Walker. And we got she London said, on the That's how she be singing. Aww. She says, I love you, and I thought that you do do better. No, 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 no. That Summer Walker album. It's so beautiful. She really that R&B girl right now. She's talking about anxiety. She's talking about the surgery. She's like crazy. It's crazy to me because her vibe is so R and B, but her st- like her her song vibe and stuff like that, her songwriting vibe, but her physical like the look at her is so rock and roll. Like yeah, she like roll like rock, the tattoos, the everything. But um, I really like that she is so big on like I don't want to be here, <laughs> meaning I don't want to be talking to anybody. I write my shit. I want y'all to consume and enjoy it, but I'm really not here to be likable because I'm awkward as hell. And I have anxiety, and I'm that awkward black girl, and she's not playing. Yeah. You can look at her and see a lot of discomfort. The most comfortable I've ever seen her in an interview was the one she did with Ari Lennox. And I think that that speaks on the importance of, like, sisterhood, because, like, look at us. Like, separately, we'd be awkward, but 
together, we'd be like, ah, ha, ha. Yeah. So it's, like, good to um have that. Anyway, we thought she broke up with London on the track. That's something, right? I be wanting to say London on the beat. So yeah, bad. what? Eva, I don't please. know. I don't know. My mouth is to be like beat, not track. Because <laughs> I don't call songs tracks. But in his songs, his songs always say, we got London I, I, on the track. In my head, it's like, we got London on the beat. <laughs> that's, that sounds terrible. <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> really? It both sounds weird to me, but. No, like the dot, like we got London on the track. So I was under the impression <laughs> that he produced the album for her and she was like, all right, I'm hit up. <laughs> because she wrote on um Instagram the other day, single LOL. Somehow I always end up with male chauvinists. I'm an alpha female, so I guess what I think for myself, make my own decision, it takes is is taken as disrespect. That was cute though. God bless him. He's still a sweet man deep down inside. So that's what she said. God bless him. That was cute, though. Oh, and it's male chauvinist. Chauvinist. Male okay, chauvinist. yeah. I, I really didn't feel confident. In that <laughs> but I also was thinking, she's 23. Why is she using that big word? <laughs> we be having word of the day at school, and I'll be quiet as shit. They're like, anybody know the definition? <laughs> and the word today was behooved. I'm like, you got me behooved because I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I be like, uh, the students be like, can you pronounce? I'm like, no, I can't pronounce that shit. The yeah, most chauvinist is like, uh, usually people say chauvinist pig. Like, yeah, I do, but yeah. I be want to say chauvinist. <laughs> the only reason why I re- I remember how to pronounce that is because it was some dating show where like the guy that was his character a, mel- a chauvinist pig, a chauvinist whatever. That's well, that's what she thinks of him. <laughs> yeah. She thinks that I guess I'm from the word I can almost um, figure out that it doesn't mean it means like a douchebag essentially. Yeah, well, so a pushy. It's really somebody who hates women. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, he showed up on stage today with a bunch of gifts and stuff for her, and they look pretty happy. So we shall see exactly how this plays out. Um, for me, you know, my apology language is gifts. So I do at least respect him for doing that. But niggas but I'm sorry. And I'm like, I don't see nothing in your hands. I don't see an invitation to dinner. How are you sorry? So what? I'm supposed to just believe you sorry just from your words? Yeah, like what? I never believe sorry, people sorry. Oh, yeah. It, it, it means that like men are, feel like women are inferior to them. Yeah. So, so like yeah. you sexist scum. Yeah. Sexist, sense. basically. Ugh. She probably, that's probably her word of the day. I feel like when you a songwriter, you just be knowing words. <laughs> See? She probably can make that rhyme like 17 times. True. But um, she uh, she was saying that, you know, it was cute. It was cute, though. I like when you can walk away from a relationship feeling that way. That was cute, though. I was all right. That was a vibe. Don't, not familiar with it. <laughs> <laughs> never. Don't know that. Never felt never, that. Never, never felt Never that. experienced that. Um. Oh, I kind of earlier this year a lot actually. I think you've I think you'll be doing this shit. You'll be looking at your last experience like, nope, that's it. <laughs> I really do. No, I'm like you definitely <laughs> have, but I'm not gonna go there this not this week. True. Well, earlier this year, my fake truck not, driver. Boyfriend. Not just earlier this year, like I was like, that, that was cute. You have a lot of oh, that was cute. It ain't work, but that was cute. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I can give examples. My brain you. be like, negativity. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain be like, oh, what happened in the last three months? All right, that's it. Yep. That's my history. <laughs> For life. My history be like, all right, in eighth grade months. <laughs> then in college. No, my his- my brain be like, what happened now? <laughs> that's that's who you forever. are. That's who you are is what's happening now. Yeah. But nah, I feel you. Bad job. Uh, but the thing with London on the beat, he was saying how, <laughs> he was saying how uh, he actually had to share her with the world. Like I didn't like that. The moment he first of all, the moment I knew he had on baby moms, I wasn't interested. Right? And he we, got what the fuck? He's supposed to be in the studio. <laughs> then he was like something, something. Well, number one album that I got share with the world. I uh, that sound like hating to me. That. Do and you was going to share it with the world anyway because she's a fucking singer, you fucking numbskull. <laughs> I just don't. I he just trying to be deep. He might as well just keep on clicking those piano keys or whatever the I, fuck you no. do. I really hate when people be like, oh, I got to share you. It's like, I was never yours. Okay? Yeah, that's weird. Okay? Is this thing on? I was never yours. <laughs> All right? That's weird as shit. That like, make me, and they be thinking that shit is like, I want you to myself. That shit be scaring the hell out I of me. I want you to myself, my son. <laughs> Wait, what song is it? I'm stuck. Oh, PMB, right? That long, that long neck fuck. No, I really <laughs> felt what she was saying, but I really thought it was like Donnell Jones. <laughs> I thought it was too. I forgot what I was singing. No, the way you sung it, it was like Donnell Jones. You like, I want you one of my. <laughs> That's how it came to me. I thought she was thinking about when you love someone, you just don't treat. That's because I, I picture you with a it. turtleneck and a bucket over there. Because I forgot who sung it, so the so it just came out like I want you under myself. I'm like, what? Who sung that, Joe? When that shit came out the hood, went crazy. No, I fucking hated it. Every I, bitch was like, yes, because I'm selfish. <laughs> he belongs to the streets. I'm getting so annoyed thinking about how like oh, I fucking hate like girl. You, I was working with kids at the time. They was like, play play PNB rock selfish. I'm like, anything okay. for y'all to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus. But the kids, right? What about when you got 30-year-old niggas in yourself talking about, I want you one of myself? Singing, I'm like, give some fucking more dynamic lyrics to follow. Like, what? I'm, we got all these good-ass I love songs. That. I'm selfish. I want you all to myself, I swear. <laughs> you don't need nobody else, I swear. Joe said, I wish that I could take a journey through your mind. <laughs> Not my mind. He be like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm drowning. And my mind, he be like, this bitch think of anything other than pastries. <laughs> they like, oh, I'm he, he can take a journey through my mind, come out anxious as hell. <laughs> he be like, all she think about is time and cake. I'm like, yep. <laughs> all right, so next breakup and break in. Let's see, who else is here? Okay, um, <laughs> this is so annoying. New York um, is dating Drake's father. Or at least was seen out with them, posted up with some very suggestive. Honestly, I, just, I love that New York just love ugly old niggas. And she really be respecting them. Oh my god, that's them. the second time I called drink. <laughs> yeah, that's the second time you came. But no, I feel really bad what I said about his mom. Like sometimes I be thinking about that. I'm like, that is so. I know mean. you really was beating yourself up about that because she seems sweet. I know that was really mean. Like, why the fuck did I say that? Yeah. But the father, that nigga. <laughs> also, he looked like he photoshopped into every picture he in. He do because his face be real stiff. Um, but um, and also it make me mad because I'm like, put him on a leash. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, he wilding out and he's embarrassing Drake. 
And also, Drake be trying to, like, yo, he the OG, but I know Drake be embarrassed because Sandy don't act behave that way. He not the fucking OG. I'm so sorry, um, Sandy. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Sandy, you called I... us at a time where we just was really riled up from, like, other things. Why did I say that? I don't, I'm trying not to even repeat it because I'm a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I remember exactly what you said. <laughs> I remember exactly what you said. <laughs> the thing is, like, you gotta forgive me. Like, I'm literally mentally ill. I don't know what I said. Like, I don't remember. I just remember that I said the words ugly. <laughs> no, you, you said the words scrotum and face. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. I fucked up. Yeah, I'm so You said Jesus. her face looks like t- a wrinkly testicle. Oh, Fuck. And it's just like the thing, it's not about it being true or true or not. It's Fuck. about it being really mean. Fuck. I fucked up. I'm sorry. I know, because like, you know how sometimes you be like, all right, if I interview a celebrity <laughs> and I did talk a little shit. Like Cardi B, the shit we talked about her, it's acceptable. But you got people who be like, no, I don't fuck with you fake bitches. <laughs> and like. That's crazy. I'm so fucking sorry. Is, like, I'm, I can't even say, like, <laughs> what do I say? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't remember. I don't remember saying it. Like, I'm so Sorry. Like, what the fuck? He said, remember? <laughs> that <laughs> was a bad joint. Big bad joint right there. I'm sorry, Miss Sandy. Yeah, she okay. I thought she would forgive, though. I think she would forgive. She might leave him because that wasn't that wasn't our heart. That wasn't in our heart. I'm, <laughs> that, was, what the fuck I'm saying? <laughs> that wasn't our heart. Like, what? <laughs> Will you just be real sorry? You don't be know what to say. Like, I'm a good person. Like, that's not, I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Drake's dad, apparently his name is Dennis. Did you <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> I never knew this nigga name. But I definitely thought his name was like Paul or something. Not Dennis. That sounds like really recent. Like, I don't know. I feel like... <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like, if, yo, I really feel like if you're 60 years old, your name got to be like Hank or like... <laughs> But the, but I'm like, no, Dennis sound like a 40-year-old name. <laughs> nope, I didn't think they start naming niggas Dennis until, like... <laughs> like, some names, if your name is, like, Paul, Joe, you were getting, you literally could have been born in the 1700s with Dennis. But in the 60s, like, that's when niggas start being named, like, Daphne. That's <laughs> my logic. I'm like, yo, Dennis, he old. He can't be named Dennis. <laughs> also, he black. I never met a black dentist. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, Denny and New York <laughs> took a picture, and New York tagged the picture at the real Dennis G. <laughs> you made the night magical. And he said, thanks, sweetheart. So did you. I tried calling you from a 901 number, and then she sent them kissy faces. That's the most old head shit I've ever seen in my life. I called, I tried calling you from a 901. That's the nigga that called in the Uber. You're like, God damn, can I get the fuck home? You calling me already. Then he uh, tagged her on in the same picture and said, look who I ran into at Wendy's show dinner party. New York from Flavo's Love Show. So nice seeing you. <laughs> Why the fuck was he at Wendy Williams' dinner? <laughs> now, yo, I would have fucking killed him. Yo, I'm really mad. That's the event of the year. Everybody think it's like the Grammys and stuff. I would have fucking killed to be at Wendy's show. I would have sat right in the corner. Like, Who is this creepy bitch <laughs> sipping tea, staring over the mug, looking at everybody? 
I would have been so happy to be there. And that's another thing. Dennis really fuck with Wendy. Like, <laughs> Drake, like, no. <laughs> but it's funny to me because, like, if you could go to pick any celebrity party to go to, I wouldn't be, like, around, like, Meek and people like that. I would 100% absolutely be around, like, Wendy, Dennis, like, New York. <laughs> like, all those people. Yeah, because you, like, hanging around your grandma. <laughs> See? <laughs> See, I just like, yo, those are the people I want to be around. That seem like a good-ass fucking time. Dennis. Dennis the motherfucking menace, for sure. Oh, my God. So, I don't know if that's a break-in or not. We're going to see. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope it is. Finally, the young Miami has had that baby. Yes. And what y'all think her name is? <laughs> Summer Miami. Summer Miami. <laughs> I, lo- I love Come here, Summer Miami. I love Young Miami ignorant ass so fucking much. You gotta take it all. If you wanna take those ignorant ass raps, you gotta understand this is her mind. Exactly. And like And it's not like it's authentic. Yeah, it's not like it's not like she's trying to mock anybody. She's happy. She being herself. She being herself. And I know girls like that. Like I know yeah. girls who are like she her. She said, My baby look Indian or Asian. Oh. <laughs> I was like, yikes, mama. Like, damn, what's wrong with looking black? She was like, ew. <laughs> but I still love her. Me too. Her ignorant ass. Rise and shine. Chris Jenner just sent me an email as soon as I say it. She's like, I need you to cut that the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> I don't have time for her. Fucking place. One thing I can say, though, she has really managed to evolve that haircut. Like, she, like, you think, oh, it's the Chris Jenner haircut. But she's been adding layers. Mm-hmm. Making it shorter, making it longer, like so many things mm-hmm. to really just elevate. Sorry, I'm moving the mic up. Mm-hmm. Elevate this like haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, I guess not finally at all. This we have two more segments, but we're gonna get into the sunken place really quick. Mm-hmm. So, sunken place. Um, this week we wanted to talk about folks who police other people's healing. Um, and what brought this conversation Don't on do that. Yeah, just like number one, let's start with that. Don't do it. But this conversation um is inspired by Rihanna. She has gloss bomb, many lip glosses coming out, which I'm gonna fucking get. And she has been um promoting them. And she used a Chris Brown song to promote her lip gloss. And from that, people were like flipping out. Like, Rihanna, how could you use that abusers, this and the other? He did this to you, he did that to you. Like, okay, how she chooses to forgive and move on really isn't our business in a sense to tell her she's right or wrong. Because mm-hmm. you don't know what people have to go through to to get to a space where they can they can just be that way. Mm-hmm. Do I understand it? Fuck no. But she was the one who went through that. Not me. Mm-hmm. Not me. I may have had some secondhand hurt from it, from just realizing that my fave was treated that way. But she is not me. I am not her. She don't have to respond in ways that make us happy. Now, does that mean that we have to enjoy and consume Chris Brown whenever Rihanna does? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. No. But you don't get a chance to police the person, the survivor mm-hmm. of all people, and be like, oh, this is how this is how you should have done it. Mm-hmm. Like, healing is so hard on its own, right? And then you have to worry about people and what, they, what they're going to think of you. You're really not free to heal in a way that you think that serves you best. Exactly. You're really not... Uh, like, free to heal. And I just think about, like, you know, when I was going through something and I had to forgive somebody, what was keeping me from reaching out and expressing that they hurt me and that I this is my expectation was looking like boo-boo the fool to other people in my life. I didn't want to be like, 
ill. Why you message that nigga? Why you do this and the other? It's like, yeah, but I needed it to heal. Mm-hmm. And I'm lucky that, like, it, a lot of that was in my mind and none of my friends said that. Literally zero of them Yeah, because I was like, go for it. Because I'm the queen of that. I was, we were talking about this earlier. I'm definitely the queen of, I think it's funny, but... Like, I think it's funny how... Like, yeah, I think it's funny. Every time I see a meme like that, I'm like, yup, I'm bitches that be like, I think it's funny how... Because that makes me feel good. And also, like, I need to... Because, like, it's levels to healing. And, like, first for me is, like, to get it off my chest. And also, sometimes if I get one thing off my chest, I'll be thinking about other shit, too. Yep. But it's, like, it's that that works for me. And, like, I'm definitely getting better at, like, trying to forget. Because, like, at first, when people would say that thing, like, um, holding a grudge is, like, you drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die... First, I didn't get it. Yeah. But then as I got older, I realized how me holding certain things against other people affected my relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, shit. Like, and I'm taking baggage from, like, other shit and, like, projecting, projecting it on other people. So it's, like, making it hard for me to navigate. And I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't even realize I was doing this. Um, So... If sometimes for some people, forgiveness do look like, you know, getting back in touch with the person that maybe have hurt them or like, um you know, repairing that relationship mm-hmm. or just being like, you know, I don't I forgive you. Like, yeah. honestly, because like you have to forgive somebody honestly. And like sometimes like I know me, I'm definitely a, um what the fuck word I'm looking for. An example, I guess, mm-hmm. of that is like. Sometimes I don't forgive people honestly. No, and that's that's something again I've learned. But I'm like a person where part of like part of my healing cycle is not like you hurt me, let me go tell you what you did because when I'm hurt, my mind goes so blank. I have to process and then after processing, then I'd like to come back. And I feel like oftentimes we think, oh, it's a window. Like, oh, you hurt me today, so I need to get back to you in 48 hours mm-hmm. or if I don't, then what you did to me couldn't have mattered that much. What I did to you couldn't have mattered that much because you would have been said something. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, I'm a person where I have literally taken months to process sometimes. Yeah, because sometimes Because I really it don't do understand take... what you've done, how you made me feel. Mm-hmm. And so that's hard enough on its own because two months, in hindsight, don't sound like that much time. But when you're going through it day by day by day, not knowing when you will be in a space to push yourself forward... If how you want to go about doing it, mm-hmm. it's very it's it's a long time. Yeah. Like it is, and the last thing you need is an outside voice who's commentating not for your own good, but just projecting what they would do. Yeah, like no, shut the fuck up. If anybody asks you what you would do when it comes to their personal matter, their issues, something that you are not a part of, then you need to back off. Like for example, Sabria, if she was telling me like. She's like, I, I did something and you're going to be mad at me about it. And when she shared it, I'm like, I'm not going to be mad at you about anything because you you are, you have to do shit for you. Yeah. Like, you have to talk to who you have to talk to to feel better. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to think, I, I'm going to think what I want. And I'm not even really going to share it with you unless you ask me, ask me, and beg me for it. Half the time, I'll be thinking shit. I'll be like, you got it. <laughs> That's what I be thinking most of the time. I'm like, you got this. And if you don't, you'll you'll learn from it. Yeah. It's not you're not talking to Ted Bundy here. It's like you'll figure it out. Like as long as you feel safe and like he didn't or they didn't do anything that like truly harmed your well being, 
then it's like you should be able to talk to whoever you want to talk to. Yeah. You should just... But I think also that's my problem as a friend. I want to be so understanding that I never know when to tell people, hey, don't do that. Unless they're like, oh, I want to, you know, go shoot up this heroin. I'm like, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> but for the most part, I just be like, yeah, do your thing. And I'm like, should I have been more firm about what I would have done? And I'm like, it really might work out for them. Yeah, some people just need... Because I know me personally, like what I had to do with... Like, I thought Iman was going to be mad at me about, um, I, like, feel, it made, because, like, I had, like, a rough day, and it kind of made me feel a little better, mm-hmm. because, like, me, I'm not comfortable, I'm getting comfortable being vulnerable, and, like, every time, even though, like, I'm having, like, a really rough time right now, every time that, because that's what I guess is going to happen in life, especially when you, like, have mental illness, I, like... Each time I heal, I want to heal differently and, like, do stuff differently. Because, like, last time I was, like, very bitter about mm-hmm. stuff. And, like, I just did stuff out of spite. And, like, I didn't, I really had little to no regards about, like, the people I was with. And, like, I was, like, very detached. And, like, I don't want to be like that. I want to be, like, more honest and, like, more vulnerable. And, like, I want to, like, excuse me, I want to, like, talk about stuff and be, like, this, you know, this is how I feel about this, and mm-hmm. this is how I feel about, you know, that. Normalize like, talking. <laughs> exactly. And, like, also, like, for, I, honest, I want to honestly forgive. Yeah. And I think right now, um, the person I had to talk to, I feel like I'm, I've honestly forgave them because, like, if I can't honestly do that, then I can't move on. Yeah, you like, uh, paralyzed. Yeah, and I'm going to keep on making the same mistake, and I'm going to keep on, you know, having the same triggers and all this stuff like that. It's a process, and, like, you know, it's something that I'm, you know, going to mess up on. Um, but I'm, I'll try to get better. But it's like now that I let go of what other people might think of my healing and even stop listening to myself because mm-hmm. some of the rules that I make up for myself – they be thing. like, yo, this rule definitely needs to be adjusted. This shit, <laughs> definitely this needs shit to be not fair. Exactly, because, like, I just was thinking about that. I was like, how certain people, like, some people are like, yeah, like, I'm friends with my ex. Or, like, me and this person, we had a falling out, but, like, we're back. And I'm like, I don't have that. Because, like, sometimes, but, like, it, it, it might not even be that bad. Like, I'll have, like, something with somebody, and I'll just stop talking to them, like, forever. And I'm like, in some cases... You know, some people do um, deserve forgiveness because me, um, I don't know if this is like a bipolar, like God complex, but sometimes I feel like I never do anything wrong. And like sometimes I might do something wrong and I don't see it um, because I'm looking at it from like my view and I'm like, oh, I don't think this is wrong. Sometimes I overreact and stuff. Sometimes um, I could be like, um, sometimes I might cross boundaries and like, and I don't know, you know, that I'm doing that. So I would like somebody to forgive me. And I know I have been forgiven um, for certain things. Uh, but I know, and like, not to cut you off, and I know we're going a little bit off topic, but I feel like it's difference between, like, accidentally crossing a boundary and being malicious. And that's what that's people... That's true. That's, and that's what I'm up against. Like, when people be forgiving me, it's because I got busy and didn't respond to their texts. Or because I ghosted and I disappeared, which was clearly a sign of disinterest, and maybe I shouldn't have handled that way. But I didn't prom—I didn't owe you anything to begin with. 
But when people do shit wrong to me, it be literally fucking betraying my trust. Yeah. And I'm a, I can and that's that's yeah. my problem with people. I really can't forgive that real regular human shit. I have trouble forgiving people for intentionally hurting me. Yeah. Intentionally deciding I don't care about you. This is, you yeah. know, you're not worthy of this. So, yeah. That's that's because like I'm like I like not to sound like yoga mat like oh reflect but I'm a real big reflector like I sit and I reflect about stuff that I done I'm reflecting now mm-hmm. I'm always gonna be I'm like a huge like reflector I just like like to think and like you said sometimes it takes me a while to process stuff yeah um and I don't want to hold on to like because like right now it's not like like. There's, like, moments of anger I have, but it's more, like, doused and, like, you know, being, like, kind of, you know, sad and, like, down about something. Because I don't want to hold on to anger. Because, like, when I get angry about something, I can feel it in my body. Like, I can feel, I feel sick. I feel, yeah. like, very, like, crazy. Because I'm like, ah, I'm angry. Mm. No, and, like, with all that that you're going through, shouldn't nobody on the outside be like, you should have, it's like, bitch, do you know how much work it took me to get to this space? Yeah. Do you know how much work, like, I was yeah, looking cause... at Botham, what's his name, Botham Jean? You know, unfortunately, the black man who was gunned down in his own home by a white police officer in Texas, his brother decided to kill, I mean, to uh, forgive the person that killed mm-hmm. his brother. And my thing is, like, did I get that? Could I see myself doing that if somebody hurt my brother or anybody in my family, my friends? No, but I'm not going to judge this man for what he has to do to get through his life. Mm -hmm. What he thinks is right to do for his religion. Mm -hmm. What he has to do to move on and process and deal with this grief for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. For us, this is a case. For him, it's his brother. For for us, this is a, a cultural topic. For Rihanna, that was a really big chapter of her life that people wanted to make define her. So the fact that she's using his music and choosing not to define and choosing to forgive, that's really not between us. We didn't have to do the work that she had to do. Mm-hmm. All we get to do is is create think pieces surrounding it's, it. Exactly. And, like, now that's, like, um, I feel like that will be a, pro- a helping step um, with me is, like, doing what I feel is right for me and not what I think, like, for other people's approval which I, is something that I struggle with. Yeah. No, I feel you. So, long story short, like, let people handle things the way they're supposed to. I know it can, I mean, the way they feel like it. I, it definitely gets frustrating when it's their friend who don't listen and they keep going through the same shit. But again, who's going through the same shit? Them, not you. Mm-hmm. You have to let them learn on their own. It's like one of those things, like, knock me down nine times, I get up ten. They might need to learn nine times, and that tenth time they understand and same with you. You might have had to learn things the hard way or differently, not even the hard or wrong way, just differently. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on into common sense. <sighs> All right, so we just wanted to talk about the importance of exclusivity this um this week. You know? Bring back segregation and that's on period. <laughs> Segregate everyone. But like seriously, no matter what who no matter which group you identify with, obviously we're gonna talk a lot about being black women and just being black and the importance of being in completely black spaces sometimes. Mm-hmm. But no matter who, what 
your your thing is, it's important for you to be in a space with those people. Like it's so important. Um, I mentioned this weekend I had a um conference with black educators and I was able to have conversations I never had before because we didn't have to talk about the nuances of being black. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to police anything that we said, be out of fear of like, you know, taking advantage, I mean, uh, offending a non-black person. We played our music during transitions between speakers. Love Nothing it. like seeing the baby, uh, <laughs> hearing the baby being played, played as you introduce like a college professor and diversity we love of inclusion it. director. It was just like amazing. Dr. Yusuf Salam spoke, which is one of the formal formal Central Park Five, now exonerated five um, members, just kind of sharing his story. We were t- we I learned about environmentalism, environmentalist justice or environmental justice. Sorry, oh I love that. Yes, in schools and how a lot of times like where schools are located, the quality of the building, the quality of the drinking water, all has to do with redlining and um, zip code, pretty much discrimination, which happened when my grandma and a bunch of our other. Grandparents in Philadelphia yeah, migrated. Yeah, me too. Yep. Yeah, almost all black people. Yeah, they migrated from south to north. And when the banks saw all these people coming up, they decided to be like, okay, well, where can't they live? All right, the white people in South Philly and this, they're not going to allow that integration to happen. So red line, nope, they can't be there. Oh, this suburb is nice and access. Okay, red line, they can't go there. Now, let's talk about where they can go, these green lines. This is North Philly, okay? This isn't really close to anything. This is not necessarily the cleanest part of the city. This is where the waste is. This is where this is. And that's where my grandma was. Yeah. So when my grandma has a child and my child, her child is in the same environment she was raised in and then my mom has me, that's only three generations ago. And then I think about my school and just the overall, you know, grossness of the building Mm -hmm. you think about lead and the paint chips and all the problems that we have there was a chart showing that like schools in certain neighborhoods um have higher um asthma hospitalizations because of the dust and asbestos Mm -hmm. it was recently like if you think that oh that was like back and when i was in elementary school there's literally been a scandal in philly about one school having like lead in the drinking water but the problem is it was a neighborhood school, not special admissions or magnet school where any parent might have actually been invested. And if they were invested, it was like two or three strong voices and they weren't taken serious. So just able to have real black ass conversations because we weren't afraid of offending anyone in the room. And because of that, I walked away with a new level of understanding and power. Um, and I'm just like, this is why we have black things. Yeah. This is why we have black things. Mm-hmm. You, It's nothing wrong with getting in a group of people that only look like you or only have similar things as you going on. And if anybody in your life who isn't part of that should respect it. Like, I have the um, luxury of being around so many, being part of so many different, like, racial groups. Like, yeah. sometimes, I mean, so many different groups, not just racial Sometimes I just want to be around black people. Sometimes I just want to be around black women. Sometimes I just want to be around women. Sometimes I just want to be around femme people. Sometimes I just want to be around people from Philly. Sometimes I just want to be around the people in my family. And, like, kind of understanding, like, yo, it's okay to feel that way. Yeah. Because you want to feel safe. Yeah. Or you want to be around people 
you don't have to like filter yourself um, around certain people. Cause I know when like college was so like that, like I feel like I had, it was like me having social anxiety was like, I kind of had it, but it, I could like overcome it. Um, yeah. Like when I was younger, but when I got in college, it was really bad. Like, it was bad to the point where if I was late, if I was running late to class, like, even if I was running five minutes late, which is, like, nothing in the college. You just like, wouldn't show up. I wouldn't show up. I did the same thing. Because I had so much anxiety, like, oh, my gosh, I got all these white kids in my class. I'm five minutes late, and I'm black. Yeah. Like, it just, I had so much anxiety about, like, like talk, because I was in the film program, and I was, in most of my classes, I was the only, I was either the only woman or I was the only black person. Mm-mm-mm. And, like, it was, like, that either or. And I wouldn't participate in class. And, like, that was, like, my dream school. It's expensive art school. And I just felt stuck. Yeah. Like, I had so much anxiety, like, opening my mouth because I'm, like, these people are going to think I talk, like, the people on the TV, they're going to make a spectacle of me. They're going to think I'm a caricature. They're going to this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. I had so much anxiety. Um, but then um, once I got into my program, the screen, well, no, backtrack. I got, I became an orientation leader. Um, and I had done orientation leading before in college. And the person who introduced me was a person of color. So I felt a little bit comfortable. Um, and in the orientation leading, there was, like, you know, some people of color there. So I felt comfortable. Um, and then with my classes, I there was more women in screenwriting. So I felt a little bit more comfortable to speak out in class because there was, like, there was women in there. Um, but where was I going with this? Um yeah, segregation, dope. Um, but <laughs> yeah, bring that shit back. Bring that shit. Bring back. that motherfucking beat back. <laughs> but yeah, like, and also even now, like, if I'm around a certain, if I'm around like a certain amount of white people that I don't know, I freeze up. Yeah, like I get absolutely. so much anxiety. Like I'll go see my friend. Um. I haven't been in a while because work, but, like, play at a show. And I won't, like, mosh at the show. Like, I'll be standing there with, you know, my friend, and I'll just, like, freeze. Like, I'll just feel, like, so weird because it's just, like, so much anxiety because I'm around, like, white people I don't know. And, like, I feel like I don't know their intentions. I don't know, like, what they're, they're perceiving me. They, like... They're projecting this idea in me. They think I'm this. They think I'm a poser. They think I'm this, blah, blah, blah. What would so, they say unintentionally, too? Exactly. Or like, like, the thing is, you could be, quote, unquote, a nice person, but because you are very disconnected from the black experience, you could still very and very well end up saying something that bothers me. And because I know you didn't mean it, I still have to internalize it. Yeah, exactly. So it's been times where I would just leave, like, just leave because I just felt so so anxious but then it's like being around sometimes black kids who are like similar in that way um 
that like the same stuff as me make me feel uncomfortable as well mm-hmm. because they don't have the same upbringing as me because mm-hmm. like I had to be like in the trenches <laughs> and <laughs> I had to be in the trenches you know liking my shit and it's certain mannerisms and certain um like uh qualities I guess and certain um like things that I took up because I wasn't you know surrounded by the majority of white people um so it's like I feel like other when I was them too so it's like again the anxiety yeah and it's crazy that you said that because like uh like we talk about having these spaces just for ourselves and like being a little bit exclusive and a little bit more segregated in order to have like different conversations and in order to like rediscover ourselves but there are times where even within these spaces like people be like this is a woman's summit and I get there and like, don't nobody talk to me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what is it about me? That make am I like I'm trying to be friendly, but even me trying to be friendly is like not very organic. Mm-hmm. Or I get into these spaces with like, you know, some of the um like you ever like this is why I was afraid of going to like a HBCU. I love being black. I do. I love the idea of having black professors mm-hmm. and being around black students, but the the reality is that I wouldn't have fit in there either. I'm not, like, I just, I don't know how to really explain it. It's like sometimes my personality does, like, if I was around a bunch of people this weekend who would have definitely had, like, T-shirts, like, knuck if you brunch. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's not me either. Like, I feel like... so humiliating. Yeah. And I'm like, well, all right, these, I feel like this is a lot of, like, Baldwin Hills blicks. You know what I mean? So sometimes when I watch uh, shows like shit, what was that thing called on TV? A different world. I wonder, like back in the day, would I have truly fit in on a different world? Even though I love this show so much, like would I've been that person because like I've truly am, like halfway, like black power, halfway ratchet, halfway introvert. So that can make me hard to just fit into spaces. Yeah, and feeling like I never really belong anyway. But I'd rather figure that shit out with black people. <laughs> <laughs> than than any other race. Like, yeah, true. I really fucking rather do that. And like at the conference, they talked a lot about how what life would have looked like if um, desegregation wouldn't have happened. You know what I mean? If they would have been like, listen, everybody just let's provide support for this group of people, that group of people. And if they just so happen to fall into each other's spaces, nobody should die. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to bring like. I always thought that the Ruby Bridges story has always been positioned to me in my life is look at this brave little girl mm-hmm. fighting for education. The National Guard is bringing her in. People are screaming nigger as she walks through. <laughs> and I'm like, but she was going to work. But she was brave. She did it. She went to that school. She broke boundaries. But like they mentioned at this conference, why did that child have to go through that? Yeah, why does she, she have to fucking got break a great, Why can't she have gotten a great education without being traumatized? Like, seriously. When the National Guard got to come in to take a child to school, it is not safe. And putting someone in a white space does not make shit, does not make things equal. Yeah. make a White spaces don't always equal better. Damn, Ruby, better. why you had to do that? But, I mean, she couldn't help it. She was a kid. but And her parents probably thought that they was doing what was best. Like, I'm sure, like, some other factors, like, oh, the education. But I'm like, listen, like, if if I got to send my child to school with the fucking National Guard or whoever else, she's not going there because there's no telling how she'll get treated once she's there. Mm -hmm. Putting, taking... Or she even learn anything. Yeah, but she's scared shitless every day. 
like putting us in white spaces doesn't automatically automatically make things equal or better or better. Putting us in white spaces after I just said, you know, my grandma in my lifetime, my grandma moved up here and from the time before she even her feet touches ground, where she was going to be was decided, which really means where I am and where my kids are is kind of decided and I have to work triple hard to like we have to work triple hard to kind of like reverse that and yet we feel like we're lazy we're not doing this we're not doing that you know what I mean you know what's crazy you're lazy even my elementary when I went to elementary school to even get in you know where I always show you my elementary school is when I was a kid my zip code I couldn't go to that school my dad had because I went to church camp my dad had to get the he was um he got the pastor from the church that I went to camp to to use his zip code or to use the church's zip code so I can get into that school. And you know, we walk from my elementary school to my house now. Yeah. And my zip code could not because very systematic. Very yeah, systematic. Because where I used to live, it used to be the projects and mm-hmm. the those yep. kids that lived around there went to they all went to the certain they all went to Drew, which was the school that is knocked down now. Um, but that's where they all went. And Drew was like a block before my um elementary school. And we can literally you could throw a brick from my house to my where my elementary school is. And when my zip code when I was a kid could not get me into that school. Yeah, you know, I just and my it was a lot of white kids that, that I went to school with. Of course. Of course that zip code was set up so that certain students who just so happened to be a certain race and from an economic certain economic status were able to get in. But like for me, it's just been I'm really hard on myself about why am I here still? You know what I mean? Why mm-hmm. am I still in this position when I work so hard? Not that I'm not far or I'm not doing well, but I do sometimes always feel like I'm being dragged down, but I'm exhausted and I'm scratching and I'm working hard and I'm ambitious. And to go to this conference and hear like the history of like, yo, you're not being a victim by looking at what you've gone through and seeing that their odds actually are stacked up against you pretty high. There's very invisible odds. And just kind of realizing like that last legal law, quote unquote, that's that made I mean, there are so many laws that re- that have literally been uh, made in the 80s protecting basic human rights. But the last one was like something in the 60s about like housing and black people being allowed, people of color being allowed to get loans. And realizing that was the 60s and my dad's lifespan and slavery was 300 years. And we supposed to have it together. 300 years versus 60. So sometimes I do get mad at our people for how we behave and us not having things together. But like the speaker, I forget his name, said at the fucking convention, we y'all ha- y'all lucky we don't burn shit down. Period. Y'all lucky we haven't burnt down everything. Because what you do to us, the those systematic ways that you try to keep us down, it's just fucking ridiculous. But Long story short, I felt so much power and being in a space where I I was able to have a rebuttal. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I know I'm good with how, what I say, but sometimes I don't have the range. I don't have the dates. I don't have the terminology. Before I went to college, 
in high school, I always would stand up for myself. But if somebody said something to me about black-on-black crime when I was in high school, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. But it wasn't until I got to college and somebody taught me about, no, black-on-black crime doesn't exist. Yep. It's the fact you look at these statistics, 80% of, you know, white people are killing each other all the time. Or if um, you told me about microaggressions, I would know in high school that they existed, but if somebody brought it up, somebody did a microaggression to me, I wouldn't be able to name it. So naming things gives you power. Having conversations and information give you power so that you can stand up for yourself, actually make a change, and check people when they, they're not doing you right. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's so important to have black spaces. And I'm happy that at one point when we were thinking about naming this podcast, I was like, Sarah, should we name this Black Girl Brunch or just brunch or Girl Brunch? Because what if we limit our marketing? And Sabria said, we're naming this Black Girl Brunch. And so many people tell us, I searched Black Girl Podcast, and that's how I found you. I saw the name, and I love the name, Black Girl Brunch. And that's why we decided to give a listen. So, in my Solange voice, this shit is for us. And that's on period. That's that's like big on period. And that's... Okay, actually, it's not on period because one thing I will add is that <laughs> one thing I will add is that it was really nice to see people with feed-in braids at the conference too. That's nice. That is very nice. Like, cause you know how we often feel like because our hair is some way now, what's in our head doesn't matter because it's what's on our head that's more important. And just, I've definitely strayed away from changing my hair up as much, not because I, I just don't want to hear shit. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I really don't be wanting to hear shit. Yeah, it's just the fuck up. And I'm just like, I, shut the fuck up. <laughs> what you used to say? Shut the fuck up. I just be um, wearing my wigs on the weekend. Yeah. And that's it. Exactly. But we gonna wrap this up because I gotta slap my tattoo. That shit is. We gonna wrap it up because I'm falling asleep. Oh on yeah, that's fucking right. mic. I feel like I'm drugged right now. <laughs> What's the call? What they give root on uh, Euphoria Fentanyl? That's what I feel like I'm feeling right now. That's what I feel like my sleeping pills are. What'd you say? Shut the fuck up. (laughs) All right, we'll see y'all later. Peace out. Bye.